Welcome back. Let's bring in our panel. Damian Conover is Director of Healthcare Equities at Morningstar and David Dodd is Chairman and CEO at Geovax. Damian and David, thanks for being here. Thank you. So Damian, let's start with you. Healthcare is actually a laggard on the Dow today, but looking out a little bit longer term, what's your call on that space? Yeah, when we look at healthcare, it's, we think it offers a pretty interesting opportunity for investors. There's a lot of concerns in the market right now regarding inflation, the war in Ukraine, um, and other things that really don't have a big impact on healthcare. So when we see the overall market pull back and healthcare usually along with it, we think that's a, usually a good opportunity to invest in healthcare. And the area within healthcare that we think has the most opportunity is the large cap pharmaceutical and large cap biotechnology stocks. This has been a space where these stocks have been trading at sort of depressed multiples for many years. And a lot of that has to do with concerns around new policies that could impact drug prices in the United States. But in the backdrop of some of those concerns that I recently spoke about, both the war in Ukraine and inflation, we think government in the United States has really pivoted away from uh, policies to change drug pricings more towards those issues and other issues as well. So we really like the way healthcare is positioned and increasingly well positioned in the large cap pharmaceutical and biotechnology stocks. David, you're CEO of a biotech company, so you can give us firsthand insights and fact check. Damien, what sort of headwinds are healthcare companies facing right now? And have you seen any impact from those concerns he was mentioning in terms of uh, the, the war in Ukraine and inflationary pressures? Sure, thank you. I, I think Damien is spot on. I, he, uh, he, he discussed what I would discuss in terms of what's been impacting the sector and especially the, the, the NASDAQ small cap biotech sector. I mean, the large cap, both pharmaceutical and biotech sectors have continued to do well throughout 2021. But 2021 was a horrible year for small cap NASDAQ biotech stocks. In fact, if you look from the beginning of the year of 2021 to the end, uh, the, the overall index was down by 27%, almost 30% it was down. Uh, we were looking forward to a recovery this year as we entered, seemed like it was starting, but then we got into the inflationary situation, but even more so the, uh, the, the war in the Ukraine. And that's had a very detrimental effect on it. But he's absolutely right in terms of how to look at the overall sector. I think towards the end of this year, we anticipate seeing strengthening for small cap NASDAQ biotech companies. But going back to those concerns, what do you think the biggest headwinds facing companies like yours in the healthcare space are at this point? Well, well, for us, the way to, to move forward is to report uh, promising results, obviously. So most small cap biotech companies are in a, a, in a various stages of development, clinical stage development, different phases of clinical stage development. And what really the, the value drivers end up being are the, uh, the demonstration of progress uh, with your trials. We have three uh, phase two clinical trials underway right now, two in COVID-19, one in immuno-oncology. And, uh, and our plan is, and if we execute on it well this year, and we report progress on those trials, and certainly if the results are promising, then that moves it forward. But that's what really drives it in our particular sector. Damien, I wanna ask you about Moderna. It's up 6% today, well off its 2021 highs, but really 
regardless, has seen this impressive run up throughout the pandemic, obviously because of the vaccine. I did see in your note, though, you said you ex we expect the demand for COVID related products to fall substantially by 2024. How will that impact vaccine makers like Moderna? Well, I think yeah, what it's we're going Oh, I'm sorry. You oh, said sorry, Damien. Damien for this one. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry, David. Um, um, it's a great question. And when we look at uh, Moderna, actually now we think it's an interesting stock. It's something where we do expect demand to fall pretty substantially by 2024. But keep in mind the demand in 2022 and the demand in 2021 has been, you know, incredibly robust and will, you know, continue for the rest of this year, both on the vaccine and the treatment side. We do expect that you'll start to see some regional herd immunity and probably less demand for um, both vaccines and treatments. But that being said, you're, you're coming off of, um, you know, massive windfalls of sales that when you get to sort of a normalized run rate on the uh, treatment side and on the vaccine side, you're still talking about, you know, close to 10 billion annualized, if not more. So it's going to fall dramatically, but there's still a lot of sales ramp or a lot of sales runway left in both vaccines and uh, and treatments. And I think the important thing here is there's always going to be a vulnerable patient population. And that's where you're going to see a lot of these sales driven from both in the elderly, immunocompromised, and, and likely in time, first shots given to young kids or infants, depending on how the data evolves. So we actually think um, Moderna looks interesting at this particular time, even though we do expect sales to fall dramatically in sort of its core franchise. But keep in mind that mRNA technology that they've really, um, you know, with Pfizer and BioNTech really led the way, you know, a lot of that's going to start to pivot to other areas as well. So a lot of things in their pipeline are going to start to bubble up. And so a resumption to growth, probably not quickly back to this windfall of sales that they've recently had, but nevertheless, a nice runway of sales for them in the years ahead. David, going back to you, you mentioned that your product pipeline includes ongoing clinical trials for COVID-19. So given everything Damien just said, um, I'm just curious about what you're actually working on on that front. And is it Omicron specific? It is not, but, but Damien underscored uh, one of the most important points related to SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19. And that is that in the US alone, there are approximately 10 million individuals who suffer from compromised immune systems. Those individuals are not being adequately protected by mRNA vaccines or the adenovirus, which are the J&J &J and AstraZeneca vaccines. Uh, you end up uh, targeting and getting a very quick antibody response, but it's not durable. And we're seeing right now that people who are, are being treated with various cancers, who have multiple sclerosis, basically various conditions that have, that have strongly negatively affected their their immune systems are, are not simply responding to the existing vaccines. We have a direct comparison phase two trial underway at City of Hope in, in California right now comparing our vaccine, which targets not only antibodies, but also T cells or cellular immunities. And it's being tested as the primary vaccine for cancer patients who've had their immune system destroyed. And we're doing a direct comparison against the uh, Pfizer BioNTech. And the reason why is we believe our vaccine will demonstrate more robust and durable protection than what you see from the existing vaccines. And we think that's how we will differentiate more is by, by focusing on certain niche markets. And when you add them up, they give you a very sizable opportunity, but it'll all be built around immunocompromised populations. 
Very interesting. Damien, uh, going back to you, you mentioned Moderna looking attractive in this space. You also talked about the types of companies that, that you're interested in investing in. But can you be more specific about some of the names you like in this space and what you're steering clear of? Sure. So uh, one of the areas we like a lot right now is uh, the pharmaceutical and biotech space. Um, we tend to have more focus of our coverage in the large cap space. So I'm going to highlight a couple of names that we think are undervalued there. Uh, but like uh, David said, the uh, small cap space with the decline there offers some good opportunities as well. But specifically, one of our top picks right now is Merck. Uh, this is a name that is incredibly well positioned in immuno-oncology with their lead drug, Keytruda. And that's a drug that is doing very well in the metastatic patient populations, but it's starting to move earlier up the lines of therapy into the adjuvant setting. And this is an area of continued growth for the firm. And so not only are you going to get good top line growth from Merck going forward, but you're going to see this very high margin product drive overall margins up. So you're going to have an amplified bottom line growth. And in the backdrop, you have a very depressed multiple in Merck. So we don't see a lot of downside potential in Merck and a lot of upside going forward. A couple other names we like in uh, the large cap space and the pharma space, Roche is also well positioned in immuno-oncology, has a good position in MS and a few other areas where pricing power continues to hold up extremely well. The one area we'd say be a little bit careful around is some of the diagnostic uh, and tool companies. These are firms that have done exceptionally well in the time of COVID. And we are concerned that the market may be extrapolating recent um, solid results potentially too far into the future. So we're advising uh, folks to be a little bit more cautious when it comes to the diagnostic and tool companies. Um, and I'd say the device space is a space where uh, I think you should be a little bit more uh, picky and choosy there. One name we would like a lot there is Zimmer. Zimmer's a name that's gone through some challenges with uh, bringing their robot, uh, their orthopedic robot delivery tool into the market, but now they're up and running and starting to get some good traction. So that's another name we like. Very much appreciate those picks. Many thanks to Damian Conover, Director of Healthcare Equities at Morningstar. And thank you for your insights, David Dodd, Chairman and CEO of Geovax. Appreciate the work that you do as well. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Great. Thank you.